It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Friday. I'm James Rapine. It's great to be with you a ton on tap for today's show. You'll get my prediction if I didn't already give it away earlier in the week. We're on Megaphone, the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. And as always, make sure you keep it locked on LockedOnBengals.com. Let's get an injury update for you here in just a second. Uh, we've had a great week of shows. If you missed Tyler Boyd yesterday, I talked with him. If you missed Josh Malone, I talked with him earlier in the week as well. We've talked about Marvin. We've heard from Marvin. We heard from Boomer Esiason yesterday on the show about John Ross. And it's just, it's so disheartening. I think that's the word I'll use. Disheartening to know going into Sunday that odds are, as long as Tyler Boyd is good, as long as Cody Core doesn't fall down some steps between now and Sunday, that John Ross, the ninth overall pick, is probably going to be inactive. <laughs> it is. It's disheartening. And it's one of those things where I don't know what Marvin's thinking. I don't know what it – here's what I do know. I've talked to John Ross. I've interviewed a lot of players in that locker room. I'm guessing John Ross is one of the more intelligent ones. So the play, the, the playbook thing, and I know he missed some training camp, and I know he missed OTAs. You know who else missed OTAs? Christian McCaffrey. Also, most people consider a smart kid. Like, I think John Ross can grasp the playbook. And I know he stopped on a route, but I just, I really wonder what the hell is going on, why Marvin looks at him that way. Because Marvin treats him different than he treats his perfect and Adam Jones and any of those guys. Like, Chad Johnson is my favorite Bengal ever and will always be my favorite Bengal. But the dude is notorious for running the wrong route. Okay, so John stopped on a route. You going to give him another shot or is that it? And that's it. And I, I'll tell you this right now. I talked to players in there, and they, they were wondering, and it's off the record, they were wondering how John's confidence would be. So if it's that obvious, where John may be working back from injury, coach publicly, and this was pre-Marvin's comments, which, again, we played earlier this week on the podcast. Go back and listen to him if not. So as much as anything, because at three and six, like we're not talking playoffs anymore, you want to see who can be a part of the future. And a big part of the future is Joe Mixon, Carl Lawson, Jordan Willis, Nick Vigil, William Jackson III, guys like that, and John Ross. So if that means leaving Cody Korn active, so be it. Seriously. Like, I, I don't understand, and I get it, special teams is important. And they're still in it in their minds, even though they're three and six, and we both know that they're out of it. But to me, you got to get John in there, especially 
when you said, and I asked him during the press conference this week, like, separation, getting separation from these Denver corners is going to be hard. Well, John Ross's speed element could help you. Is Cody core? Let me ask you this, because even if you're lower on Ross than others, I'd say you hated the pick. Is Cody core more likely to get open than John Ross? Seriously? I don't think anyone is saying yeah, besides maybe Cody core and his family. Seriously. Quick update here as far as the injuries go. Out for Sunday. Adam Jones out. Kevin Minner out, which is interesting because I think a lot of a lot of people speculated that Kevin Minner would be back. He's not, and Pat Sims out. William Jackson officially questionable, so is Brandon LaFell. I expect both to play. William Jackson the third should start, should be a, a big part of what they do with Adam Jones down. And one thing I'm curious to see on Sunday is if and it's Brock Osweiler. But if the Denver Broncos go after Dre, midway through the game against the Titans, it was clear they were going after Dre. Whether it was Corey Davis or Shard Matthews or whoever else, Dre Kirkpatrick ain't playing well right now. So I want to see, and, and the thing I like about Dre is he's the first one to admit. Like he's, it's going around the internet, the, uh, the picture of him saying, quote, we suck. And he said it when they were 0-2, maybe 0-3. I think it was after they went 0-2. He'll keep it real with you, even when he's struggling. And that's the thing I admire the most, the thing I like the most about Dre Kirkpatrick. So I look for him to, to have a bigger game. And, and they're going to have to improve because Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas are no joke. Emmanuel Sanders dominated the Bengals last year at Paul Brown Stadium. Trevor Simeon drops back the pass. In fact, the first Locked on Bengals podcast ever, episode one, was following that game at Paul Brown Stadium where Trevor Simeon dropped back up 22-17 at Paul Brown Stadium and just hit Emmanuel Sanders on a bomb for the dagger through the heart in the fourth quarter. 29-17 Broncos win. So the the thing, and, and I don't think John Ross would have a ton of success against those Denver corners, but I need to get him some experience. Like, from day one, no one has doubted Joe Mixon. It's not like his numbers are great, but he keeps getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Like, Carl Lawson's gotten opportunities, and I get it. They've earned those opportunities. You're telling me that by default, by the fact that no one outside of A.J. Green is getting open, and the reason Brandon LaFell was open at times last week, like right o- open over the middle, it's a coverage breakdown. It's not like he outran a corner in man coverage, which we'll be seeing a lot of on Sunday. Like to me, the receivers have been so bad that you got to get John Ross involved and Josh Malone and see what these guys can do. And I, and I like that they've gotten Malone involved in Tyler Boyd. But it's not like Tyler Boyd's known to be a separator. It's not like Boyd's a burner. So to me... Bill Lazor, Marvin Lewis, not only do you need John Ross active, you need to find a way to get him the ball, but that might be asking a lot because there are times, long stretches, where I wonder if you're going to get A.J. Green the ball. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, also on Megaphone. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And when I think about this game on Sunday, there's a few things it comes down to as I move the microphone and it makes a loud noise. Cedric Olehi. Will Cedric Olehi be able to stop Von Miller? Will Andre Smith play like he did last week when Pro Football Focus gave him an over, over an 80 rating? And overall, the offensive line last week, that's why I hate it. Everyone's like, oh, well, the line sucks, so the offense is bad. The line sucks. Last week, the line didn't suck. Yeah, they're not great in run blocking. But the passing game was awful. And, by the way, the line was fine. So if the line's fine and the passing game was awful, something else needs to change. So all of you fans that keep saying, oh, well, the line's bad. No wonder. We need a new line. Like yesterday, I tweeted during the Thursday night football game, like, wow, it's amazing what happens when the Steelers make up their mind and decide to get it to Antonio Brown, their best wide receiver. He had three touchdowns, 10 receptions, 144 yards or something like that. It was something in that range. And the Steelers rolled yesterday against the same Tennessee Titans team that somehow took A.J. Green out of the game until he got a, a pass in the fourth quarter and took it to the house. And people threw out there, well, what about the Steelers' line? Oh, well, the, the Titans are accounting for Juju Smith-Schuster. What? Get out of here, man. The Titans' job on defense yesterday was to shut down Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Those two. All right, and guess what the Steelers did? They threw it to, to Brown a ton. I think he got 12 targets. A.J. Green should get 12 to 15 targets every game. Every single game. Because the offense is that bad right now. No one else is getting open. Like, I would rather A.J. Green covered than Dalton throwing one-on-one to Brandon LaFell this Sunday. Because I don't think Brandon LaFell's winning one-on-one against Aqib Tlaib or Chris Harris or Bradley Roby. The majority of the time, he's probably not. So you got to feed AJ. It's that simple. And it's not just this Sunday, it's moving forward. Because until they give John Ross a shot, until someone else emerges in the pass game, then that can't be an option. And until someone blocks in the running game so they can actually get a competent running game going, well, then what do you do? And a lot of you are probably sitting there saying, well, Brandon LaFell had a nice game last week. Yeah, he was okay. Didn't deserve 10 targets. Didn't deserve to lead the team in targets. Yeah, that 37 touchdown, nice, perfect. There's not a receiver in the league that couldn't have done that play. (laughs) Like, honestly, you guys get mad at me about my criticism of Dalton when I say, oh, well, most quarterbacks make that throw. Yeah. Well, most wide receivers run that route and are wide open when A.J. Green pulls the coverage and the, 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 the secondary does what it did last week. Like, to me, the Bengals... You got to give John Ross a shot. You do. This week, next week, the week after, the week after, that's four, the week after, the week after, and then the final game of the year. That's seven games. He's in shape, ready to go. Ferrari. And you know what's probably going to happen? Marvin will give him a shot. Marvin will throw him in there, and he'll get hit hard or something. He'll He'll make a mistake, some kind of mistake. 
and they'll pull him. I've never seen that on such a short leash. Corey Davis fumbled out of the end zone on Sunday. He got plenty of run yesterday. Corey Davis was the sole reason for one of Marcus Mariota's interceptions yesterday. Like it happens. You got to get through those growing pains. And the best way to get through them is right now when you're three and six. That's when you get through them. Like I'm a, a in favor of giving AJ McCarron a couple starts at some point this season to see what he is, to see maybe if you can bolster his trade value, or to see maybe one you save Dalton some hits, two you could see what McCarron can do, and three you see what you got. Seriously, because this off season I would seriously consider moving on from one of those two quarterbacks. I think McCarron's going to be under team control. We're waiting to see the results of his grievance, but everyone, all indications are that he will get denied and be under team control next year, which would mean that if A.J. McCarron's here next year, that you could move on from Andy and have A.J. as that veteran presence and draft a quarterback. So why not see what you have in A.J., see if you believe that he could be that guy for a year to kind of bridge between the Dalton era and the insert whatever quarterback you think they should draft era. That's how I look at it. With John Ross, there is no other way to look at it. He is the future. It's A.J. and John with Boyd and Josh Malone. So you got to get a look. You got to get a feel. You have to get a sense for what he can do. And instead of setting him up to fail, can we please get him in a position to succeed? Get his confidence up. Have him catch a few passes. That's all I need to see. That's all he probably needs to get his confidence going again. A lot of us play basketball or football growing up. And if you're a receiver, you lose your confidence. All the, not all the time, but you lose it. Or you wonder where the ball is. Imagine if he just got two receptions. He'd be like, all right, one, I can catch a pass still. Two, here we go. It's game on. Like in basketball, you could miss 50 shots. And then you make a layup, and then that next jump shot goes. And then all of a sudden that three-pointer goes. And then all of a sudden you knock the ball away, and you're pulling up from deep. It's that simple. It's like a light switch sometimes. You flip the confidence switch. The Bengals need to find a way to, one, put John Ross in a position to succeed, two, get his confidence flipped to where it's all systems go. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. It's time for the prediction. It's time for the prediction. And I'll give the Bengals a shot this week. Look, the Broncos' defense is great. They've struggled some, but they're going to they're gonna pound that Bengals' offense this week. They are. They're going to work them. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Over-unders 39. I'll take the under. And as far as Hope is concerned. The only hope is is that Brock Osweiler sucks. That Brock Osweiler misses open guys, turns the ball over, and is just awful. If Brock Osweiler's awful, you certainly have a chance. If not, I don't see it. Because I think they're going to contain A.J. Green, even though the Bengals should force the ball to him anyway. I think they're going to hold the running game and check the entire game. I think they're going to hit Andy a ton. And ultimately, the Bengals aren't going to have any other wide receivers because John Ross is going to be inactive. Tyler Boyd coming off of injury, not a speedster. Like his game, 
But do I like him against one of the best slot corners in the league? It's one of those things. I think Tyler Croft probably has a good day. Bengals score like 10 points. I'm going to go 23-10 Denver. I hope I'm wrong. It's just I don't see how this offense has success. And as long as Brock Osweiler doesn't turn the ball over a bunch, I think the receivers make plays for him. I think they'll get that running game going a little bit more than the, the Bengals will, and I think that'll be the difference. Two awful teams, two teams that are struggling. It's just ultimately, who do you trust? You trust Andy behind that line? You trust Brock behind a line that's better? That's a wash to me. And then you look at the defenses, edge Denver. You look at the receivers, edge Denver. You look at the running backs in their running game, in general, edge Denver. You look at the home field advantage, edge Denver. And I heard something else from Dave Lapham earlier this week on Bengals game plan. The Bengals haven't won in Denver since the mid-70s. Why in the world would I pick them to win now? <laughs> I'm not doing it. Bengals lose 23-10. I hope I'm wrong. I'm on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Uh, someone send me a hashtag free John Ross shirt, and I'll wear it. I'll wear it to every single game this year. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Have a great weekend. I'll be on Twitter. Write a couple things for LockedOnBengals.com. And until Monday, when we'll talk to Joe Goodberry during our weekly Bengals film review, I'm James Erpine. This has been the Locked on Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.